Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. A survey by TD Ameritrade found that only 27% of adults know how much they're paying in their 401k fees. As you're looking at that Morningstar portfolio analysis, you know how do you help your clients mitigate 401k fees? Well, first, it's it's letting them, a lot of them know that there actually are fees in it. You know, um, just because a company offers a 401k doesn't mean that they're paying all the fees, right? Uh, sometimes it does mean that they're able to, if it's a big company, negotiate, you know, that they don't have front-loaded funds or some of those uh, mutual funds that, that are higher in fees, but it does not at all mean that there are not fees associated with every single fund that you choose. And so as part of this, you know, when people come in, we do this morning star analysis, we're going to look at fees and we're going to be able to say, okay, here's your 25 different funds. And I guarantee that not one person, even though they've been sent the prospectus on every single one of those funds has ever taken the time to read all 2000 pages of that, <laughs> that prospectus. Now, I mean, it might be 20 pages, but it's small print and it's boring as heck. And it's really difficult to find where those fees are, right? By law, Wall Street has to disclose what the fees are, but trying to find them and in an easy place is really difficult, right? When people go on their the 401k and choose, they're looking usually looking at three, five and 10 year returns. Mm -hmm. And then they might see, oh, and the fee on it is, you know, X amount, but that's only a, a portion of the story. It doesn't tell the whole story about mutual funds and the fees associated with it. So, and it does make a difference, right? When we're doing these educational workshops, one of the, the facts that we threw out there is that just an extra 1% in fees over a retirement lifespan can, can add up to 10 years of retirement income lost. Just 1%, right? And so that's a huge amount of money added over, you know, your retirement. And so we're, we're trying to help people as they come in. And, and there, there's some egregious ones. So, you know, if you're in mutual funds, you're probably paying more fees than what you think you are. Um, because that is one of the more expensive vehicles and almost every 401k has the majority of their funds are mutual funds. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you have a variable annuity, those two things should be a trigger for you to say, I need to find out how much I'm paying because those two are the most egregious as far as the fees associated with them. And, and a lot of times what you're paying for is not what you're getting. It's not worth it. It's not like buying a really, really nice suit at, at Nordstrom's that's better quality than the one at Walmart. It's, it's a lot of times those, those two areas can have some really poor investments that look you know, great on the outside, but just are killing you on the inside. 480-680-6868 as we're talking about finding the fees in the 401k success in the new retirement.com you know when we're talking about fees i was i was doing uh that workshop that same one where the the girl was like hey you know who's uncle sam but we were talking a little bit about fees and one of the people rose raised their hand and said hey i've heard that variable annuities aren't that great they have a lot of fees can you talk about that and so it gave me a chance to kind of talk about and get on my soapbox because According to Morningstar, variable annuity average fees are like 3.33%. And so as I was explaining to the class how a variable annuity racks up the fees that they have like a mortality expense and then they have fund expenses and then they have rider expenses. And when you stack them all up, you know, Damon and I have seen variable annuities with fees well over 4%. 
you know, the class is kind of like, okay. And I said, so let me just quantify this. So I had a client that came into my office, had about $400,000 in a variable annuity that they had, that they had purchased from a broker dealer that again, does not have a fiduciary responsibility towards you. doesn't have to recommend the thing that's in your best interest. And the fees were over 4%. So $400,000 times 4%, they were spending over $16,000 a year just in the fees on this account. And you know, again, to put that in perspective, if I would have had them list out a budget and say, okay, you know, what are the, my most expensive items? They would have had their mortgage. They maybe would have had their car payment. They would have said their, you know, the electric bill, Mm -hmm. they would have listed out all these expenses. There is no way that they earmarked and said, oh yeah, I'm going to spend $1,200 a month on the fees on this one account. And so that's crazy to have that kind of fee and to have that kind of expense going out, how in the world does your money even have a chance to get good growth, to be building wealth for you to be able to use down the road? Mm-hmm. And so in this individual's case, we were able to look at this and kind of say, look, we can figure out a different way. We can make some changes on this. We can find a better strategy that's going to save you thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars over his lifetime in what he would be saving as opposed to having the fees that were inside of this variable annuity. And so fees are the number one predictor of the success of an account and the returns that you will get. So, you know, they've done study after study and they said, if you want, if you were choosing between two funds that were very similar in makeup, the deciding factor should be which one's the cheapest because the one that's cheapest is going to have the more likelihood of performing better. And so as a fiduciary, Damon and I take that to heart. We look at all the opportunities we have out there. And so there are ETFs out there that they're going to charge you like 0.04% for the whole year. Again, almost free, not quite free, but almost free compared to something that's charging you two and three and 4%. That is a massive amount of savings that can make a huge difference in what you have in your pocket at the end of the day, what you get to spend on yourself or your family. And, uh, you know, people don't really realize because it's that silent killer. It's hidden mm-hmm. in all the details. They don't pay attention, but that's often where they're wasting the most amount of money in, in their financial plan. When you take a look at portfolio, is that always the biggest surprise is the fees that they're paying? That, and I think a lot of people are surprised with how much risk they have, especially yeah. lately. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, what kind of risk level do you consider yourself? And they'll say, well, I'm moderate or I'm moderate conservative. And then we'll do the analysis and it comes back and they're like, super aggressive and they're like wow i didn't realize that that had happened or that i was invested that way i told my guy that i wanted to be in this way and so you know it's those fees that that you don't know about and then that risk level and those both contribute to you know a financial plan that may not perform the way you want it to and so figuring out where you stand and then making the necessary adjustments so it lines up with your goals and objectives and matches up to your financial plan that is a critical step you know and i would say when people when they learn that it doesn't freak them out. It's that that age old saying is knowledge is power. It gives them the ability then to then say, okay, here's what we need to do to adjust to make this better and to align with our goals and and desires for retirement. And and that's a great feeling and it relieves a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the most popular questions you get is, will I outlive my savings? Well, investment firm BlackRock looked at 20,000 portfolios and found that the amount of risk has increased by 25% in just two years. Do you see this? Do you agree? How do you feel about it? I wouldn't be surprised at at that at all because it it matches up with a lot of what we're seeing, especially in 401ks. And and one of the things that most 401ks have in common is they're not being managed. They're being, you know, basically invested by the employee 
right? And so, you know, a lot of times I've gotten this a lot as people come in and I and and we point out, look, you know, you say that this is where you should be as far as risk goes, but here's where you're really at. The, a lot of the times people are saying, well, I've gotten such great returns over the last two years. I mean, think about it. The last two years, other than that, that short blip in 2020, it's been some pretty phenomenal years with the stock market. And so leaving things alone, a lot of times people's mentality is, is if it's work, don't, don't fix it. If it's working, don't fix it, right? If it's not broken, don't fix it. And so their portfolios are getting great returns and that's enticing. And there's an emotion tied to that. This is really good. So why would I make any changes? Because if I make any changes, I'm not going to get as good a returns, um, which is a short sighted thing. And in a lot of our educational workshops, we talk about that emotion and how it plays in and how having a solid plan helps mitigate the emotional highs and lows of selling when everything's crappy, right? And making a poor decision then and not rebalancing when everything is really good. Because if you start out at a 60-40 split, a moderate kind of portfolio, and over the last two years you haven't rebalanced and taken some of those gains off the table and put it in over into your safe bucket, you're probably at a 80-20 now, right? Because, and, and what does that mean? Yeah, it means if the stock market continues to grow, are you gonna get great returns? But if it goes the other way, you're gonna lose a lot more than what you expect and making that back is the difficult part, right? If you lose 30% of a million dollars, that's $300,000. How long is it going to take you to make that back? Especially if you are right close to retirement and you're not putting in anymore. And so we talk about a lot with retirees that you've got to, to understand the stage of life that you're at and you no longer have the time that you did in your 30s and 40s to make up for the ups and downs of the market. The downside of the market you're going to experience if you have some stocks in your portfolio and you have anything with any risk, but mitigating how much that falls is going to make a huge difference in how long you know your your retirement the steadiness of your income in retirement and how long your money lasts which again continues to be the the number one concern as you stated mark of retirees is outlasting their money and in order to do that you have to have a balanced plan that fits the stage of life that you are in and not the stage of life of your children yeah 480-680-6868. Matt, do you have some tips on how to mitigate risk in, in our portfolios? Well, I think, uh, like Damon was mentioning, one of the things that kind of always surprises me is I'll answer the phone. It was one of my clients there calling, and they'll be like, oh, you know, how, how are you doing? I'm like asking, like, you know, if I'm like ready to like jump <laughs> off a ledge, right? And I'm like, well, I'm doing great. What do you mean? And he's like, oh, well, the market, you know, it's been... You know, it's been doing this, I've been doing this. And I, I'm, I don't even know how to react to that sometimes because Damon and I, we try to not become super emotional about the investment decisions. Mm. And one of the keys to that is that you're not overreacting to these short-term volatility movements in the market. You know, a, a market going down a 1% or 2% in a day and then following that up with another loss. That shouldn't cause you to be panicking and stressing out and making major adjustments to your portfolio. But I'll, I'll still talk to people that, that we're managing their funds, but they're paying attention to that. And they're, they're thinking that we're like having a meltdown or that we should be panicking. And I always say, you know, none of the, none of the fundamentals that we've chosen to follow to put your investments in the places they're at have really changed. We'll be watching that. If they do change, we're going to be quick to react. We're going to make adjustments to your portfolio. We're going to try to shelter and protect against risk. 
but we're not overreacting to what happened you know yesterday or the past week if that hasn't changed the fundamentals of the basic investment and i think that's really important and again they've shown study after study with behavioral finance that human beings make their worst decisions when they get highly emotional Mm -hmm. it's that fight or flight we literally turn off the smarter part of our brain we turn on the dumber part of our brain and that's how we start making decisions and so the last thing you want to do is be in a panic mode and be making irrational choices especially when it comes to your finances and so there's two ways to mitigate that risk number one you put together a balanced plan in the first place so if i go back to my clients during the coronavirus we were you know sharing videos and emails talking people through that period of time where it was a little bit scary and we said these are the things that we've already done that we put in place many years ago on your financial plans that are bearing fruits right now these are the strategies we implemented this is this money we have some you know downside protection this money over here we've diversified this money right here we're making adjustments and these are the adjustments and so we're talking people through these things and i had so many people come back to me during that period of time and said I looked forward to your emails or your videos throughout that whole period of time because every time I watched one or read one of those letters, it gave me peace of mind. And I said, oh, they've got it under control. I don't have to be panicking. I'll just pay attention to my family and what's going on there. And so, again, having a good financial plan and then, again, having some strategies that provide that diversification. Too many people just like you fall in love. The stock market's been doing good. So you put everything there. And then all of a sudden start swinging and now you're panicking and you're selling at the wrong times. You're moving somewhere else. You're trying to maybe buy gold and silver or something like that. Like the sky is falling. And so you just have to have that financial plan, diversify properly, and then stick with that strategy and try not to make it so emotional. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.